This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. I'm Tanya. And I'm Indrapreet. And this is the awful and awesome entertainment rap. In case you're wondering where Rajshree is, she's still in Turkey because after, as you know, with all your blessings, our dear subscribers, Awful and Awesome Entertainment Rap won Asia's best podcast. So thank you so much for voting for us. But she's obviously become a star. She's saying updates. We have Turkey. We have Turkey. We have Euphrates River. We have a dub. So there's Caspian Sea. You were saying there's no river there. My geography is fucked. I don't think there's a river there. Okay. Whatever there is, there's a water body. So she's saying we have a dub. So now we can't record it. तो ठीक है स्टार बन जाता है लोग ऐसे ही होता है पर थैंक यू ऑल हु वोटेड फॉर द ऑफल नॉस मेंटेनमेंट रैप आई मस्ट एडमिट आई वाज शॉक्ड वन एशियाज बेस्ट पॉडकास्ट आई वाज इट शॉक वेदर पॉडकास्टिंग इज इट सच एन इन्फ्लुएंसी that we are Asia's best podcast no, Abhinandan I think Awful and Awesome is the MVP of News Laundry and you don't realize it every time when you say that you don't want to you know you don't want to host and you want to get away I want to like really tell you don't because this is really popular in fact it may soon surpass the Hafta you think yes it is the MVP yeah, of News Laundry so Hafta is and my love it's your Khota Sikka and plus I would say that Abhinandan is the MVP of the one of the MV, MVPs <laughs> of the show not to disregard the work that Rajeshree does but I think you both Compliment each other really well. Thank you. I know you're saying this because I'm sitting here. If Rajesh was sitting here, and there you'd be saying something else. But first, let me introduce our two subscribers who have so kindly volunteered to co-host this week's show. पहले मेरा कर देना यार फिर दूसरे का नहीं तो अच्छा नहीं लगेगा मेरा. So Indrapreet Singh, he is a Newsline subscriber. He lives in Mohali, Punjab. He did his B Tech in Computer Science. Wow. Okay. And he's running a tea distribution business in Chandigarh and Himachal Pradesh. Right. So. So so you just had the tea in our office how bad is it It was great thank okay. you so much for that and uh. I hope it was tata tea <laughs> I'm sure it was <laughs> I don't know actually but just letting you know we don't take advertising if you're listening to this podcast on any platform come to newslawney.com press subscribe and pay to keep you free cuz neither does tata tea neither does tetley tea my famous joke which is cut out of high when I played when we were tea tasting as there's a famous egyptian tea named after king tut called oh. tati <laughs> but but uh, you see it's classy humor here tanya yeah, yeah. tanya i was like looking at shrala laugh at this pathetic joke but see I, we got to get the masses in you know so that's why i have to do this so this is not the um, sponsored by any of those So yes, in that, but it it I'm not sure it's Tata Tea, but they're not sponsoring this show anyway. Uh, for every subscriber that you get in the next week, I'll donate one packet of tea to News Laundry. Oh, oh wow! Thank you so much. Chalo, sab kal se dinner pe chai milegi, lunch pe. By the way, we provide lunch to our colleagues. <laughs> All right. So I hope you guys like tea for lunch, tea for breakfast, and tea for dinner. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Apart from this, uh, running his tea business, he used to run a movie review blog called MovieBuffs.co.in. You stopped that in there? Yeah, it was during my college days. We all friends thought that running a blog would earn us a lot of money, and we started to do it. But then, uh, after writing a few blogs, and then um, just ran out of interest. But it was a good experience. Did you make a lot of money? No, not even a single penny. I lost some of it. <laughs> <laughs> and during the days of my college, जब जेम में पैसे की बहुत कमी होती थी. अच्छा, देखो यही है. Your interests include playing badminton, cycling, watching movies and TV shows. So, since you like playing badminton, I'm sure you are also a Deepika Padukone fan. I personally, I am sorry, but I am not a Deepika Padukone fan. Really? Yeah, because I find her very ordinary. <laughs> I mean, that's why the common man loves her, but I find her not. So, who's your extra- favorite? I like. Well, I have to think about it. There's no actress that comes to my mind. Kabi, it's through history of cinema. Koi to hoga. Well, you just. अच्छा ठीक है पॉइंटेड मी राइट नाउ राइट बाय द एंड ऑफ इट यू लेट मी नो बाय द एंड ऑफ द शो बट सिंस यू लाइक बैडमिंटन जस्ट सी दिस एड ऑफ वो नाइकी का एड है ना व्हेन दिस शटल कॉक शूट आउट एंड शी इज reaches out to smash it I do remember it. you talking about that Nike ad the one girl that I really liked in that ad was the surf board girl who was Um, hmm. She was dark, she was a dark skinned girl and from the south. Hmm. I checked her Instagram and uh, so that's Achha. about that. So so welcome in there. You will be uh, reviewing couple of shows. Actually, one show called Living with Yourself. So I look forward to that. I will be reviewing Trump and American Dream, which is on Netflix. And 
I I'm loving it although I think there's some big problems with it. Tanya will be reviewing those of you who say that we don't have enough international shows and there's no variety. Now we have some connoisseurs of fine international art like Tanya <laughs> who I shall just introduce who's going to be uh, reviewing Korean shows for us. So Tanya studied journalism from LSR. Wow. Yes. So you must be very bright because it's difficult to get in there, I believe. No, it is. And if you speak English, you can get through any place. Really? You don't have to be bright. Yeah. Okay, I did not. I knew English, but I did not get through any place. And then you did mass communication from Jamia, which is also very difficult to get through, I believe. And then after doing both those things, you just fled the field of media and settled down to be a corporate slave. Yes. You worked with Aeon, what is Aeon? Aeon is, if you know, the official sponsor for Manu. Oh, okay. So it used to be called Hewitt earlier, then Aeon took us over. Oh, so okay. uh, so it's a risk reinsurance and HR consulting firm. So I was with them for about five years. Then I worked with Airtel and now I'm with Expedia. Expedia. Yes, that one. So yes, you can that one. book our tickets and all, all that. I mean, I can give you a discount. Really? Dude! <laughs> wow. good. Before you go, we'll give you a discount. To and in your personal time, you love reading, crime fiction, history and historical romance. Your favorite genres, consuming pop culture like films, cinema, podcasts, TV shows and traveling with her soon-to-be six-year-old daughter. Yes. You have a six-year-old daughter? Yes, I do. Dude, you don't look Not old enough. Yeah, I, I thought you would. I take that as a compliment. Of course, it's a compliment. <laughs> I'm shocked you have a daughter. Yeah. And you're also a big foodie, and unlike me, you find food shows incredibly addictive. They're so soothing. There's like really? the most soothing thing to watch on television. My daughter watched MasterChef Australia, so she just started watching it this year. And we were having some dessert, and she went to the fridge. She got a Cadbury perk and put it like perpendicular on the, you know, on the bowl because she just got so inspired by the way they present. So it's it's very very addictive. Chalo, good if you say so, Tanya. Yeah. So. And what we have on the menu today is Pati Patni or Voka trailer that has, you know, set off some sort of a controversy because Karthik Aryan is accused of joking about rape in that promo. Then, like I said, we're going to be reviewing Living With Yourself, a Netflix series, Trump and American Dream. Slap Suits, that was John Oliver's episode on court cases that are just a device to basically harass, which was a fantastic episode. And then two Korean shows called Something in the Rain and One Spring Night. But before we start, I'd like to wish all our subscribers and listeners a happy Gurpurab. Today is the birthday of Guru Nanak Dev Ji. So I hope you guys have a fantastic day, a fantastic week. And that famous story of Guru Nanak, which I have once related on Hafta, Satcha Sauda. Please read about it. What is Satcha Sauda, which... That other disco dancer, Sardar Ji, what's his name? Dalir Mehndi. Oh, no, who's in jail? Ram Rahim. Oh, completely mutated the Satcha Sauda story <laughs> and made it into this circus that he ran. But yeah, so happy Gurpurab to all of you and uh, do check out um, some of the stories from his life. He's one of the most inspiring spiritual people from our time. But first, let's start off with the commercial. It's an ad for again a sports product called Under Armour and this is what it sounds like. You must have heard many stories of triumphs. Triumphs that never looked possible. Here is one such story. Story of the Indian women ice hockey team. In their first tournament, they played four matches, lost all four. Then why are we even talking about them? Because this team shouldn't have been there. In a country where ice hockey is unheard of, they dared to write their own destiny. So this is, the ad agency is Dentsu Web Chutney and the production house is the Nota Company. So let me start with you, Inder. What did you think of that ad? I loved the ad. Really? It was, yeah. I went to Ladakh uh, last month hmm. and I could really relate to the all the backgrounds and the bridges where the girls were running. And uh, it was so beautiful to just see them. Because in the when the ad started off, I thought it was a group photo of uh, the Indian women hockey team. Because I could not even think that there's an ice women women's ice team uh, in ice India. Hmm. Yeah, ice hockey team. So and they are uh, practicing on the sand fields, and they just do it when on a frozen lake in the winters when it's available in Ladakh. So um, it was unbelievably amazing. So basically, the plot is apparently I didn't know that there was a Indian ice hockey team, and there are no ice hockey rinks of that caliber in our country. So they went up there, or they caused it miserably, but they went back and. For me, the ad, A, didn't work for two reasons. One is, three reasons actually. One is, I wasn't sure about the story that they lost miserably the first time, but 
Does that communicate that they won when they went? I don't think they won, but I think they've become better. That's they've, they the won the bronze medal. Yeah, they won the right. bronze medal. So okay, so after their f- first performance where they were terrible, this time they won the bronze. So that yeah. is the thing that they've improved. Okay. Right. But they also said something called Division A. So then that was like a caveat. I didn't know what that Division A was. Like where did they win the bronze? Was it some championship or was it just some yeah, side game somewhere? Yeah, it wasn't clear. Uh, secondly, the voiceover was too. Uh, you know, we just heard it. It's it's too. Um, it doesn't seem authentic. It seems like. When you prepare a yeah. voiceover, the voiceover was a man in the 80s, 90s. Mein. But most importantly, there was a film called Cool Runnings. Have you guys seen it? You no. guys are no. both too young. It was a 1993. It was a comedy film and I loved it at the time. Directed by John Turtlelob. I don't know how to pronounce it. Turtlelob. Doesn't matter. And it's starring uh, Doug E. Doug, Leon, Roald D. Lewis, Malika Yoba and John Candy. Basically, John Candy is that big mm-hmm. fat guy. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. in a lot of comedies. And it's basically about the Jamaican bobsledding. What do you call this sport? It's called the bobsledding team. Bobslaying. I know sledding. Basically, it's that four people run and they get onto this thing that mm-hmm. yeah, reaches yeah. at insane yeah. speeds. And of course, Jamaica mein na baraf na baraf yeah. ki jaat. Yeah. And basically, it's a true story and how these guys go up there. And so it was. It didn't seem authentic to me. But anyway. But yeah. But. I mean, for awareness, I guess it was a good ad, but I had to Google what Under Armour was. So that part of the ad completely, uh, I mean, it didn't work at all. And also, as you said, like the narration was very school teacher reciting a poem. It didn't seem, I mean, it didn't move me at all. Like if they really want to do proper emotional manipulation, they should have used better background music, a more powerful voice. This was very flat. Yeah, even it didn't work for me. But as the ad progressed, I found the music really like it hit me. because it was it did grow as uh, we came to know the conditions that they were uh, practicing in sure. and uh, when it just uh, it just it worked for me personally like one of the best sports ads i've seen is this png proud sponsor of moms ad have you guys seen that one no they no. do it every time at the olympics so what they show is basically instead of just focusing on the people playing the sport they show how when from a young age you know their moms woke them up at 4 a.m and they went here there everywhere oh. and the music is just so i mean it's just so good it really manipulates you emotionally that's a i mean those are like goosebump kind of ads yeah hmm. I and they do it every time before the Olympics. But I feel because um, if you play a sport and you know how difficult it is to excel in something and that too internationally and without any facilities around, then you have a deeper respect for Absolutely. the people. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's a very inspiring, uh, you know, story. But as a piece of communication mm-hmm. with that story, yeah. I I thought it did one could have done a lot more with that ad. If just the yeah. the the uh, narration was slightly more. Yeah. Slightly more Slightly authentic. more evocative or yeah. something, yeah. Anyway, so, okay, so from that, let's move on to Tanya. But before I move on to that, I have a couple of announcements. Again, thank you so much, dear subscribers, for voting for us and helping News Laundry's podcasts win in their category. Truly, truly, I am touched and forever grateful. Okay, they say that not my... What? what not my ability but his blessing so it is all your blessing in fact there was this <laughs> that 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 uh, title song of uh, wonder years what would you do if i sang out a tune <laughs> would you stand up and walk out on me lend me your ear and i'll sing you a song i will try not to sing oh baby We'll get by with a little help from our friends. We'll get by with a little help from our friends. So we got by with your help because honestly, Over and Awesome is a fun podcast, but <laughs> it's not the fucking best in Asia, bros. I know, I know, I know. I, I know my reality. I'm not reality. So, but thank you all so much. Uh, so do tell others about the podcast. Whatever platform you listen to this on, whether it's CastBox or SoundCloud or Stitcher or iTunes. Rank us, give us a high rating, give us a favorable review and others will find us and when others find us, more people will subscribe and when more people subscribe, we can do more with our podcast. We can have a better studio so when I get subscribers like Tanya and Inder here, I'm not embarrassed to get them around office and they say, phata hua kaapit, dekho, kin halato tuti di So yeah, and those of you who listen to this and don't subscribe and just do it for free, 
Well, I I hope you spend your money well when you I don't know buy cigarettes or booze which you vomit out later. I hope you're satisfied when you buy junk food and it burns your bum when you <laughs> shit. <laughs> I hope that money is well spent. But you could also subscribe to News Laundry and you know help us grow. Yes, so me? you got the award. It was based on the number of votes that you got. I don't think it will be based on anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so so we should tell Modi ji that Jan Sankhya Vispot ka hamet of aida ho gaya. Beshak, beshak. So now, uh, Tanya, we are often accused of not having an eclectic taste. So you are going to review two Korean shows for us. Yes. So I will just tell our listeners a little bit about the shows. Yeah. One is a show called Something in the Rain. Uh, it's a Korean show. It explores the relationship of two people as they go from being just acquaintances to a genuine couple. Okay. <laughs> and the other is called One Spring Night. Yeah. Which is a love story between librarian and a pharmacist. Sounds yes. fascinating. I mean, I can't. <laughs> wow, a librarian pharmacist fall in love. Fuck, this must be. So they. Talk about paracetamols and silence. In the Are you reading first. this off Wikipedia? Yeah. Because that's why it's sounding so so okay. So why I got into these two shows is because I think Netflix has uh, tapped into this Korean boom. And both these shows have been released by Netflix. Something in the uh, you know in the rain came out last year, and One Spring uh, sort of night this year. They're both by the same director called Ahn Pan Sook, and they both have the same male lead, this really hot guy called Jung Hae In. And yeah, on the face of it, they are love stories. But what I really like about it is, firstly, I didn't know anything about South Korea. South Korean culture is just so similar to Indian culture. So the protagonists of both these shows are women. They're thirty-something women, and they show how they get incredible pressure from society on you know getting married. How South Korean society is so similar to Indian society in terms of you know all the societal pressure, settle down, get married. A uh, lot of they actually even have a track where they show uh, you know sexual harassment in the workplace. And the way that uh, track is dealt with is just so real. And yeah, I think they just—I mean, the pacing is a little slow. They're like a bit like a Wong Kar Wai film in that sense hmm. that it's very slow, moody, but extremely well shot. And Wong Kar Wai films are cinematically stunning, right? The, he just does something with the mood that he creates cinematically. D- does this kind of—I mean, for a TV show, I think it does a really good job. And what I like is that they show real people, and it's not just their love story. It's how the love story affects their family. It's not like a happily ever after. They show. Things things going wrong and you know it's not about okay if the you know girl and boy love each other everything's going to work out you know it actually shows that things don't work out people make mistakes all of that so you like it because it's real and that and it's credible and believable it sucks you in you care about the yeah character. for example one spring night so the pharmacist is a single dad and i didn't realize this but apparently being a single parent in korea is a real social stigma so the whole show is about how you know i mean basically the boy and girl have to really overcome it and i mean it's just it's so similar to indian society in a way but it's set obviously in a totally different setting so that part of it is fascinating just their food culture is so incredible so i mean uh, you know korea has a really thriving food culture they show people going out even their social security system apparently once you go to college you know the government gives everybody like these really tiny apartments so just the depiction of korean life i think is fascinating and it's you know i mean the underlying aspect is obviously a very real love story and it's not just like a boy meets girl everything is happy romantic and it all gets over but it's it's a real love story so why would you want to watch this as opposed to let's say they see love story what does this have is is the performances better is the writing really tight i think the I think both the performances and the writing they're not overly dramatic they are you know they feel very real and lived in and I mean Hindi love stories we don't have these shows on television anymore when I was growing up we still had like a Nina Gupta Saas or this and that now where is the stuff on television that I can watch I mean I would love to watch it but nobody is making that kind of stuff No when you say real you mean uh, is it fiction or the TV show is No, no, it's fiction. It's fiction. No, no, no. It's a fictional love it's story, but it just depiction. feels very realistic, and it just feels, uh, you know, very authentic. So well, the maybe title, the title is very Wonkar. Why one spring night, like yeah. in the mood for love? Yeah. You know, all, and all the these. way they've shot it is just really beautiful. I mean, I really want to go to South Korea now because I think just their food, the natural beauty, the culture just seems really fascinating. I want to go to South Korea because a friend of mine had gone there about five, six years ago, and she told me that when you do potty. <laughs> the the remote control of the potty ke saath jo remote oh control God. hota hai there are so many buttons like temperature of the water you can garam hawa thandi hawa 
like the, it's so calm. Then when you get up automatically, the seat kind of withdraws, and then a new seat comes out after getting sanitized. I thought that was Japan. Bloody, nah, Korea. Yeah, wo to ten steps ahead hai. Wo to maine kaha yar, wahan I should just go to to a pots. Anyway, so you were saying in there. Ye jo sandwich aapne saamne rakha hai, isko jara side kar do. The other thing is, if you guys are maybe not uh, okay with watching something with English subtitles, there's another show called Kim's Convenience. It's about a Korean family and it's set in Canada. That's a really fun show. So it's obviously all in English, and it's I mean, you know, it's this bunch of Korean parents who came as immigrants and their kids and stuff. And in fact, one of the guys from that show has now been signed on by Marvel. His name is Simu Lee, and he's uh, playing the Marvel, you know, the new Marvel film, which is based, I think, on an Asian character. So. Suddenly, this show has exploded as well, and all these three shows are on Netflix. Uh, so, something in the rain and one spring night are more authentic, obviously, because they're based in Korea. But Kim's convenience is also like this really soothing twenty-minute watch, so and really, really funny. Also, a love story, basically. Something in the rain and one spring night are both love stories. Kim's yeah. convenience is just like a typical sitcom or twenty-minute sitcom based on who, a family. Who was that guy uh, who was really funny in that show? Yeah, with the. The three is that Zach that uski part three bhi nikli thi these four guys hangover. go to Vegas hangover oh uh, the 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 oh, that guy, Asian guy, guy. Zach oh yeah. the Asian guy oh oh I know which one like, oh I, I, he know, was yeah yeah I know what, see, he I'll was just, also in Community uh, he's really Google funny yeah. yeah so they uh, they had uh, Parikshit is just pulling out that guy's name yeah uh, they had made a show with him as a doctor right uh, with the Oh, he's an actual doctor, yeah. Wow. and yeah, that this this guy. Ken Jeong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's his, also Korean. His name is Ken Jeong. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And he's a. Uh, he was to a principal in Community. Chen. If you guys have watched Community, he was. No, he, he was, was a teacher in Community. So he's done theater and stuff. So. But that show didn't do well. Where they did the Korean experience in in the US, right? They they had I, a show. They started it with him after he became a star after Hangover. So Kim's Convenience is actually a Canadian show, okay. but it is done very well. I see. But Tane, um, I want to know that when you say it's authentic, the Korean TV show that you watched. So from your perspective, how do you know it's authentic? Because it could be the Sasba version of the Korean <laughs> TV series. Of- <laughs> yes. Well, obviously, I've read up a little bit about it. So they do say so. Even Korean shows are known to be very soapy and very dramatized. something like a case serials but mm-hmm. this one i mean these two are definitely more realistic also i think if you can relate to the emotions and if you oh. i mean if as an indian i can relate to situations and actually empathize with the characters and think it was real then i mean to me it's real enough i mean i i, I obviously wouldn't know right because i'm not korean yeah, but right. it just seems authentic enough. are you a uh, horror movie buff yeah okay so i remember i'm, I'm not a horror movie buff, as you may have right. if you've a regular listener to this show must have figured There was this phase. I don't know if that phase is still carrying on. That horror films that like these Korean, basically Korea and Japan had cracked the uh, horror genre. Right. Yeah. And all these Hollywood films are remaking. Like The Ring apparently right. is actually originally yeah. a Korean Japanese yeah, yeah, film. Yeah. So is um uh, the huh? Grudge. Grudge. Right. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of them. So what is it about Korea and K-pop? Of course, is there are all sorts of articles about K-pop that for those of you who don't know, there's a very Good podcast. It's an old podcast on NPR Planet Money that how this Korean pop is not just an organic phenomena. Yeah, the Korean government has heavily subsidized from Gangnam Style to all those four girls and four boy bands because they figured that America's biggest success is they're having exported their pop culture, so therefore they dominate yeah. the world narrative even commercially. Mm. So the government there made this huge effort to create this K-pop yeah. phenomena. to export wow. that internationally and they were quite successful and now there are all sorts of articles about the exploitation the yeah, sexual yeah, exploitation yeah. that mm-hmm. happened because these are young girls yeah, young boys yeah. uh, but anyway i digress they've really cracked the horror genre have you seen this ring and grudge or whatever yeah, all this i is? have actually actually when i think uh, what i feel is that uh, when uh, the japanese or korean film houses make these horror movies and when we uh, sitting outside of their land watch it it's something distant it's something already something alien to us hmm. so when i watch it i'm already uh, transported to somewhere else and it's already so a land which is alien to me yeah hmm. so i'm i'm not in my comfort zone hmm. if i may put that hmm. very analytically although it's not like that hmm. but it's just that the way those makeup artists work the makeups of those little girls who actually are very cute but they just make them scare the hell out of you when you are <laughs> and right. you can't you are not able to roam around in your house at night so, so they are effective yeah so they are very effective and they've done it because usually the west 
does uh, make movies on their own which i have noticed but they've actually taken a lot of ideas from these movies like you said yeah. the graja so yeah they've right. actually yeah they've redone a lot of that so now uh, tell us about living with yourself you're welcome okay so your heart broke the path of life brings us many troubles you sit around hoping pain in his talk sadness humiliation Is that you even thinking about time? How happy spa will rebuild your DNA better than ever. A better you. The best you can be. That's what I want. How do you feel? Happy. Uh, Living with yourself is a series on Netflix. It's by this guy who was who plays Ant-Man also. What's his name? Paul, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Right. And it's got Isling Bia. Like, so I can't pronounce half these names. Isling B, I think. Isling B. Okay. And uh, it's a comedy drama. Although when I saw the promo, I didn't think it was comedy. It seemed very dark to me. But anyway, I I couldn't tell much. Uh, on Netflix, they do uh, market it as a dark comedy series. Okay. So the TV series, it it just released on Netflix a few days back. Living with yourself, and it stars Paul Rudd and Isling uh, B, like you said. So Paul Rudd. is miles in the tv show who is actually married to his wife uh, who's played by aisling b so they both are uh, they are in a rut right now in their marriage and uh, paul rudd is uh, very has become very lethargic has become a procrastinator and uh, is not doing well in his job so he's very fed up of his life so a work league tells him to just visit a spa and rejuvenate himself hmm. so he gets this idea and goes to the spa and there there's this complicated process that happens and he's very scared about it it uh, costs a lot of money and when he wakes up he's actually very rejuvenated he's a changed man now and he goes back home and uh, he's all smiley and uh, it's like uh, he's a new man and uh, later on we find out that now there are two paul rudds there are two miles oh yeah so so it's sci-fi yeah it's a kind of a, there's a just a tiny bit of tinge of sci-fi it's not a sci-fi person so se, there's another of him created yeah i would not uh, give too many sp- I would not give any spoiler. Then that 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 takes away from yeah. the normal habit of awful and awesome. <laughs> Thank you. But okay. they do uh, uh, do this. Uh, they do tell the uh, tell you about this. How many uh, episodes yeah. is this? There are around I think twelve episodes. Okay. So there are twenty th- minutes episodes. So, mother, yeah, this each. whole thing happens in the first episode. That yeah, this whole thing happens in the first episode. You get to know the what happens in the episode. There is no secret about it. Hmm. So it's about how these three then uh, have a relationship with each other and how complicated it is for. Paul Rudd, the original Paul Rudd, and the new Paul Rudd, the rejuvenated Paul Rudd, and the wife, hmm. and uh, how they are ab- they are able to coexist with each other, how they are angry or they are sad, and it's a very good comedy. I loved Paul Rudd's performance. His his acting as the lethargic Paul Rudd and as the happy Paul Rudd is so. I mean, you can make out. It feels like there are two different Paul Rudds. It's yeah, like, he yeah. is a very good performer. He's I think he's also very good as Ant Man. I, yeah. I quite liked. But Paul Rudd is actually known to be a romantic hero, so this is very different from him. It's a different kind of. I saw Paul genre. Rudd first in Friends, and there also he did amazing comedy. Oh right, he, he was whose boyfriend? Yeah. Phoebe's. Phoebe's, Phoebe's boyfriend. Right. Yes. But he was in this iconic '90s film called Clueless, uh, which had uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. No. His f- most famous line was "As if uh, you know the girls." Uh, I think the actor was Alicia Silverstone, yeah, yeah. and it was this adaptation of Emma. So Paul Rudd really became—I mean, he became everyone's favorite heartthrob in uh, in Clueless. Oh, and is then that old? He is. In fact, that's the joke about Paul Rudd—that he's just—I mean, he doesn't age. He still looks as young as he did then, and uh, he also came in this other film called This Is Forty, which is also really funny, right? N- nice film if you guys have watched Speaking it. Speaking of Forty, there was a film called Forty Year Old Virgin with that guy who's in Office, yeah, yeah, yeah Steve Carell, yeah. 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 So that I thought was very funny. Speaking of spas, and then met. Like you know, I always stick to the point on this. All right. एक बार मैं स्पा गया मैंने कहा हम भी थोड़ी हम भी थोड़े सक्सेसफुल हो गए हैं जवानी में हम भी मतलब इन द थर्टीज आई वॉज गोइंग थ्रू दट फेज रिजुवनेट हो जाओ स्पा जाओ मैं गया स्पा फिलीपींस गया मैं तो वहाँ पर इस द पंच लाइन ऑफ दिस होल थिंग इज अ स्टोरी इज अ फोटोग्राफ विच आई लिस्नर जो मिली बट आई शो यू फॉर दोज यू हू डोंट नो आई हैव अ सिवियर एलर्जी टू शेल फिश Okay. I'm talking a life-threatening allergy. As you know, it's not that yeah. uncommon. People can die. You know, the, the rash breaks out and the rash yeah. travels inside your tongue, yeah. becomes swollen, the lips, and then the. So, 
वहां पर पता नहीं हर थेरेपी में कुछ था तो पहले दिन उन्होंने एक तो दे हैव दिस अनीमा टाइप कॉफी अनीमा देते हैं तो मैंने कहा वो तो मुझे रहने ही दो आई एम वेरी अनकंफर्टेबल विद व्हाट आर स्पाइस दिस इट्स ओ मैन इट्स वेलनेस वो बहुत कुछ होता है इट्स कॉल्ड द काम ठीक है तो फिर देन दे सेड ओके नाउ वी विल गिव यू दिस अमेजिंग ट्रीटमेंट आप यू नो फर्स्ट दे विल रब यू विद ऑयल देन दे विल रब यू विद द स्पेशल शेल यू नो यू आर नॉट सीइंग एवरीथिंग बिकॉज़ इट्स नॉट अ लाइफ थ्रेटनिंग थिंग टू यू तो वो शेल्स उन्होंने मुझे रब किया बड़ा रिलैक्सेशन हुआ बट द शाम को करीब चार साढ़े चार बाय एट ओ क्लॉक दिस इज वॉट माई बैक सो आई जस्ट शोन यू दिस इज वॉट माई लेग लुक लाइक सो आई थॉट आज गोट डाई बिकॉज यू नो हाउ बैड इट लुक्स इट फील्स एज बैड सो इंदर दैट वॉज द लास्ट टाइम एंट्रोस पाइट तब से मैं जाता हूँ अपने यहाँ चिंटू भाई हैं पेट के नीचे बैठते हैं नारियल के तेल दो हजार थप्पड़ लगाने सर पे फिट हो जाते हैं मामला एकदम सो डोंट फॉलो फॉलो अभिनंदन जस्ट अबाउट कमिंग विद योर लाइफ इंटैक्ट सो या दैट वॉज माई तो मैंने मुझे याद आ गई स्पाक कि आपने जिक्र किया हम भी एक जमाने में स्पा गए थे फर्स्ट एंड लास्ट टाइम नो बट आई वुड पर्सनली रियली रिकमेंड दिस टी वी सीरीज इट्स अ गुड कॉमेडी शो एंड इट हैज गॉट अ गुड एंडिंग इट वर्क वेल सो यू हाईली रिकमेंड इट या आई डू सी बिकॉज डोंट बी लाइक राज एंड रिकमेंड एवरीथिंग वेरी लिमिटेड टाइम इज टू मच कॉन्टेंट नो नो आई ऑल्सो हाईली रिकमेंड पर्सनली वॉज इट वन आई वॉज गोइंग थ्रू अ बैड टाइम ओके सो इट रियली चेयर मी आप या Oh fantastic. I love, you know, I love shows that actually make a difference in your life, yeah. they make yeah. you feel better. You know, one day you used to do that for me because in my young late teens early 20s. But how did you watch it when you were in boarding school? No, no, boarding school there was no television, ma'am. But then how did you watch Wonder Years? When I was in college. Oh, okay. Wonder Years you... was when I was in boarding school there was no there was no channels other than Doordarshan. That's right? what I was wondering. Okay. Eighties mein kaun sa tha? So Wonder Years I think came in in about I think the mid 90s. So yeah, I was past college. I was with oh, a news track. Okay. I used to love Wonder Years. Okay. And during your angst and time, you're out of college. You don't know what to do with your life. Are you wondering what is going? It just it so Brooklyn Nine Nine was like that for me. I used to just love that show. It was so funny, and it's just twenty minute episodes, right? So yeah, I love it. But to, the yeah. only problem is I've seen it all now. You know, because on Netflix, all twelve seasons or whatever, nine seasons are there. Now I'm waiting six. for six. Whatever. Six season has been released in the US, huh? Yeah, it's but I mean, there. but yeah, but I've. Oh it's not so there's one season that I can still watch yeah. which I haven't seen oh, and there's another show called Shit's Creek which is also similar to Brooklyn Nine-Nine really? yeah I should you watch, guys that. watch that all right very nice so great thanks Inder for that comprehensive review so now I shall talk about an american dream the most powerful man on earth has one of the most extraordinary life stories this series tells it with the help of 50 people who witnessed his rise firsthand friends and enemies It's a story of politics, power and celebrity. You have said that if you ran for president, you'd win. I think I'd have a very good chance. I mean, I like to win when I do something. I like to win. I like to uh, I like to do well and I think I probably would have a pretty good chance. This is a four-part series which is on Netflix and anything that's you know very tragically I've stopped liking enjoying fiction series as much as i like watching right docu dramas mm. or mm. docu series and so this is basically a do- four part documentary on trump and over five decades his rise to wow. the president okay. so it starts off with his first project which was the the hyatt the grand hyatt in grand central and in fact it was so wonderful to see that abhi we did a conference in columbia university you know news laundry had partnered with orf yeah. and facebook and columbia sipa school so they all the delegates were put up at the hyatt okay. grand hyatt and when i saw the documentary i said oh that's the hotel i stayed in it's fucking hideous it's ugly as hell <laughs> it's dark it has a natural light had to be trump who made it <laughs> anyway so it's it's a really ugly hotel it it's every you feel like you're in a you know it's there's just no natural light it's it's dark it's black and gold and the rooms overlook other another building of course they must have given me the shittiest room because we were the lowest thing <laughs> that's right uh, so anyway so it starts off with that first project of his his father used to build like homes for um, you know budget homes for mm. the poor and it also gives you an idea that those of us who've seen new york now which is this is the greatest city in the world it was fucking shit creek mm. in the 70s how mm. horrible it was yeah. the financial mess it was coming out of and how trump basically has always used a horrible time to 
mm. tries to the top mm. so when the city was fucked and they needed money he got a 40 year tax break for his building mm. when there was a huge recession hitting the you know there was not enough basic amenities for the poor yeah. he will say okay i will do x you give me 1 mm. billion dollar you know when you say that i can remember little fingers line from game of thrones that chaos is a ladder <laughs> yes. so it works just like that in fact there's a dialogue in this where the new mayor of new york doesn't give him what he wants so that's okay i'll just wait for the next disaster <laughs> oh wow but i think one thing that the series does is it humanizes trump uh, in the sense that you do see that there is something about him he's not like you know now he's and i think there's a problem with the western media he's sold to us as a complete loser mm. he's not a complete loser he did accomplish certain tasks which others were not able to and whether he did it by being a horrible man whether he did it by deceit but he accomplished things that others were not able to mm. accomplish so that is there but he took chances that are so big right. that he bankrupted yeah. himself several times and his father used to was happy making stuff in brooklyn or stanton island mm. or mm. i think coney island or whatever those places are called he's the one who said we moved to manhattan you know mm. he wasn't part of the mm. celeb mm. gang he had money but he had mm. no mm. pop culture acceptance mm. that was a donald trump phenomenon his father didn't right yeah. so even though his father was very wealthy he did not have that yeah. but the one thing that is unmistakable the entire trump family is their bloody eyebrows yeah <laughs> you know you, i i think a, a herd of deer and buffalo could live in the eyebrows there could be a great migration you know like the serengeti in that and his father looked like a, a, a marvel comics villain yeah but i've seen pictures of trump when i think he was wearing military uniform it's a black and white picture he wasn't bad looking no, when he was young man, and i don't know what he made very of himself confident. yeah wo kehte hai na sant liz hurley keh gayi hai she had said that till 40 i think she also copied his quote from some Where, till 40 you get the face you're born with after 40 you get the face you deserve you deserve because <laughs> yeah. the person you are shows up on yeah. your face yeah but so. i think the recent the loser trump phenomena is very recent in these times that you talk about i remember the first time i saw trump it was when we used to watch wwf wrestling huh. on uh, TV uh, sports channels and when i was young so trump used to make a few guest appearances right. and once he did this thing where he showered 10 or 20 dollar bills all over the arena mm. and it was such a thing that he just uh, his the his main line tagline you're fired to Vince McMahon or something and just right right because yeah. he was doing that show yeah. right the and he was yeah, he, he he had a very powerful image during that time and he, it was very carefully cultivated he, i yeah. mean you're absolutely right trump's entire and this is what this documentary series yeah. shows his entire success is his ability to and belief in marketing that if i market myself and my brand i can get shit done content is secondary to perception and i think for an age of television that was a visionary thing to have figured out yeah. i mean today i believe even in india the best way for the congress to revive itself is if they run a reality show and whoever is the most fantastic yeah. presence on will modi runs events man yeah. if you can pull and trump had realized that long time ago so i think he was very smart in that sense so one thing this show does is you know three or four takeaways one is that he's not an idiot like many would mm. want to believe yeah to um he's ruthless and has no sense of right and wrong and that you know they have a couple of friends who talk about him and many old journalists but that is clear that there is no moral compass that is based on mm. any values yeah the third thing that he realizes that how at least the rich people who are friends of his are so pathetically fake and you feel so bad for them and uh, the fourth thing that he realizes that out of misery you can profit big time and i think that's happening in our country too so yeah all in all i would highly recommend it the only one thing is that i wish they had more people they could speak with they've got two friends of trumps who okay. they've spoken to i wish they had about 5 10 mm. so so what's the most recent episode in the docu drama that uh, it ends with the, his him becoming president he, him becoming the president yeah. all right basically from the 70s 80s 90s and then you know the 2000 it's also very hard for his friends to stay his friends right because whoever works for him then within a few months he fires them so i think his the you know the longevity of his friends is not yeah, is i not think very people long. like him don't really have yeah, friends as such he's such a narcissist that uh, but i mean uh, to a level i mean i will talk about celebrities in our country i mean i i judge things by when your someone in your family dies who are the four people immediately around you hmm. if those four people are the four people who you've met 5 years ago yeah. then you're probably a dick like for example i don't think like you know whenever anything good or bad happens in your life or your life in or my life the five people around us are 
childhood friends of ours or from yeah. right so i remember harivansh rai bachchan died the people who were around that was amar singh anil ambani and two three of these other fixers yeah. like these are the four people who i know cuz when they became your friends it played out yeah in yeah. the public yeah. you know you attended those mtv awards yeah. you were this gang we saw you become their friends and when your father dies these are the four people who are giving kandha that means you have no friends before that yeah. you probably not a very nice man i mean that's my measure well that's allegedly he needed to have those friends of convenience right so he didn't have a choice but yeah but i think when there's a big tragedy or happiness in your life the people around you should be people who you who you've known forever not did people you who guys you did you guys read this article by siddharth uh, sangvi uh, you know oh he, dear god he covered that uh, <laughs> oh he covered god. this bachchan diwali party we should talk about that oh yeah. my god that was the most psychophantic piece i have ever read it was just i i mean i couldn't imagine what this guy was smoking while he uh, wrote that and think how much of a celebrity obsessed culture can we have in this country and to this guy in any case i find his writing so pretentious yeah matlab he's like chal thesaurus ke sath baith ke ek article likhte hain ki dikha de sala apun bhi i can walk english i can talk english i can leave the grace behind ek to that yeah. sangvi guys so, just so annoyingly pretentious and b i can just imagine him saying अब मैं ऐसा आर्टिकल लिखूंगा कि वैसे बॉलीवुड वाले तो वैसे जानते तो है नहीं अंग्रेजी तो मेरा आर्टिकल पढ़ के बोलेंगे ये तो इंटेलेक्चुअल होगा एंड उफ इट वाज बेचारे सिद्धार्थ को हमारे सीनियर से सीनियर जर्नलिस्ट भी यही करते हैं Now, uh, from Siddharth's generation, there is another fantastic writer. Unlike Siddharth, which is Atish. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, I think Atish is fantastic. I'm very fond of his writing. लेकिन उनकी माँ जी भी जब तक उनके बेटे पर कुल्हाड़ी नहीं चली वो भी तो मोदी जी के ऐसे गुण गाती थी जैसे कि पत्रकार नहीं Yeah I saw it last night uh, mm. about lawsuits and uh, what fascinated me the most that I know that these uh, shows that uh, are critiques of uh, big you know businessmen or uh, celebrities they do get lawsuits against them like for defamation or slap suits like the last uh, the one that you spoke about and i'm just amazed that they waited for 2 years to make this so that the lawsuit could end right. and finally they could just finish him off in the perfect way and uh, i mean he can't even do anything at all it's amazing what it so was, yeah. a slap it's s l a w p it's strategic lawsuit against public participation and big business and big businessmen often do this they know that they have no chance of winning this case but just the process of going to court hiring lawyers can completely drain a regular person who doesn't have resources so although you know you're not going to lose this case just that you have to fight it disincentivize a lot of people on speaking up against injustice from big business and this show this this the, the one about john oliver is against one of the largest not one of the largest the largest um private coal, private private coal, coal, coal company. companies in the us and bob murray yeah bob murray the ceo and they had done something on him 2 years ago he slapped them with a lawsuit and they spent 200000 us dollars fighting that yeah. lawsuit and then they've come back with this and they've completely destroyed him it is fucking brilliant yeah. and i'm dying for someone in india to do this it should be us in fact when i was watching that i remember josie joseph would come and yes. there was that 2000 crore lawsuit that was slapped Rish against Goyal. him but i i mean you know just watching that entire episode i don't know when we can have something like this in india because as you mentioned atish the seeds that entire fracka also just happened mm. last week and we just don't have people standing up to neither the government nor big business i mean i don't know how we can ever replicate this i thought that was so gutsy of even HBO to saying you know what go all out yeah. lampoon this guy and i mean they were behind john oliver and i think that's right. what mattered right and had trip to uh, hbo because they have stood behind people even like bill ma yeah. when right. um, trump sued uh, bill yeah. ma for when bill ma yeah. says anyone who can prove that trump is not the love child of an orangutan <laughs> uh, and he sent his yeah. birth certificate and he said it was a joke i don't actually have to give him yeah. i know you're not a, i mean anyway yeah. i thought that was fantastic and this is when netflix has 
removed there the the Hasan Minhaj yeah, show yeah, the, from Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia yeah. and uh, I think that sucks and the whatever CEO founder of Netflix whatever his name is who said that who said we are not in the talking to truth business yeah, Talk, yeah. talking truth to power business yeah, yeah. so we will you know buckle if someone tells us to buckle pathetic yeah, but even otherwise like you know how John Oliver said that the Supreme Court actually said that if you make a joke that's fine you know that mm. doesn't fall under defamation but here in India if I uh, take back like none of the institutions will believe in this freedom of expression so how do we achieve exactly. that Exactly. But I feel it was very uh, stupid on Bob Murray's part and it just shows that how out of touch of reality he is because he's suing uh, John Oliver and HBO whom he knows that they've got resources and they'll hit back hard. I mean, when he's uh, suing the smaller organization or smaller newspaper, that makes sense. Chalo, I can work it out. But uh, fighting them is against his senses. I mean, what did he think that he would um, gain out of? I, I completely agree with you in that. In fact, that's I thought of that also. And then what I thought what happens is, you know, when you become a habitual bully, yeah. you think everyone will back off. You forget that there are people who won't. Right. Yeah. So, you know, since uh, John Oliver has given the instances in the past where he's won so many of yeah, them yeah, yeah. against newspapers also. So then you think that X, Y, Z, A, B, C buckled, yeah. so will yeah. the next. But the next side doesn't buckle. And one thing I really liked about that uh, episode was that uh, when Bob Murray was suing these uh, individual people from somewhere, um, I forget the place. So the ACLU intervened and they uh, offered to help those individuals yes. to yes. fight yeah. for them. Yeah. Right, and sure. I couldn't think of anybody in India who, uh, of any organization who would help uh, people individually uh, to you know fight their cases. Like these days, a lot of freelance journalists are getting sued and they can't do anything about it because mm. whatever organization they worked for isn't going to support them. And they are just uh, yeah. loan. Uh, one is, of course, resource crunch in a country like India. But uh, for those of you listening, ACLU is the American Civil Liberties Union. It's a not-for-profit organization. Yeah, here NGOs become a bad word. Yeah. Thanks to people like Tavleen only, who would keep saying that NGOs, NGOs, <laughs> yeah, every yeah. NGO. And also, our ministers say that, our ruling government. And that is true for whether it's Chidambaram's finance ministry, mm. yeah. whether it is, you know, uh, Nirmala Sitaraman's finance ministry. They all hate NGOs. Yeah. They will block the funding. They, you know, amnesty, like a Greenpeace, like a and then there are cheerleaders on prime time who will keep cheering them on. And of course, the same thing will happen until they come for them, and then they but realize. I think even apart from this issue of civil liberties, I think just the caliber of writing was so good. I mean, you know, even yeah. the song at the end, it was just so brilliantly <laughs> right. written. We went to court against the world's worst sport and learned important lessons on the way. We spoke with perfect candor got accused of slander because Bob Murray wants to make us pay so even though he'll threaten legal Armageddon we have just one tiny thing to say Bob Murray can go fuck himself today he went to the Louvre and spit in Mona Lisa's face filled a rocket with puppies and he shot it into space Bludgeoned Nancy Kerrigan and watched her cry for fun. He murdered Archduke Ferdinand and started World War One. I can't think of a single Indian comic, uh, or maybe just maybe Varun Grover, who's uh, who's com. I mean, you know, whose comedy is that incisive? Like that yeah. last uh, song sequence was just brilliant. brilliant it yeah. was brilliant. I think Varun Grover is the new ages comic who uh, makes uh, stand-ups on relevant subjects but mm. I feel Kapil Sharma I know people might not like him but he connects to a larger audience and he does have somewhat of relevant topics pertaining to our uh, the current scenarios and he does touch upon them on a few instances maybe it's not enough for someone's point of view but I think we are getting there and we'll get there eventually yeah yeah so now finally coming to the controversy caused by this film called Pati Patni or Wo. Pati Patni or Wo is a film that uska bhi promo hi aaya hai starring Karthik Aryan, Bhumi Pedankar and Pednekar. Pednekar, sorry. <laughs> and Ananya Pandey. As you have realized, uh, names are not my strong point. <laughs> Actually, okay. neither is anything else. But I have a strong point. Which has run into controversy. Tanya, tell us what is the controversy? So, uh, there is a line in the promo where I think, uh, uh, you know, Karthik Aryan's character makes a joke about marital rape. Bibi se sex 
But uh, I mean, I have so many thoughts about this trailer. The first thought is, why on earth are you remaking Pati Patni or Wo after thirty years? Was it really the pinnacle of Indian cinema? Right. I mean, it it had a film with Sanjeev Kumar, which now is being uh, remade with Karthik Aryan. Why? Hmm. I it, can't understand what was so great about the original that we need to remake it. Because it the original couldn't do so well, so they are trying to <laughs> make it again so that this one can do well. I guess. So this one just give, is uh, directed by Mudassar Aziz. Yeah. And starts Karthik Aryan and Bhumi Pednekar and uh, what's the third girl's name? Ananya Pandey. Chunky Pandey's daughter. Oh, is that who she is? Yes. Oh, no wonder the her. And she's, she's just so talented. too young. She's just too young for this role. Like it's just. I mean, she just looks like a child. I don't know why they yeah. had. I mean, if they had to keep like a vamp, uh, you know, why couldn't they just choose another actress? She's just too young. Yeah. And I felt very sad for Bhumi Pednekar after films like Son Chidiya. This is what she has to star in. I mean, she's a good actress. Oh right, I liked Son Chidiya. What was it? Remind me. It was about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. the, the decoys. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, it was such decoids. a fantastic film, right? The original Pati Patni or Wo was a 1978 release. Uh, it was directed by B.R. Chopra. It starred Sanjeev Kumar, Vidya Sin, and Ranjita. And in the 70s, it was as politically correct as a 70s <laughs> film can be. <laughs> but the fact that someone thought that that like you said uh, Tanya that in 2018 of all the films that they can remake, they remake this. Ek to ye remake wala business yeah. demonstrates how they are completely devoid of ideas yeah. so i think what i noticed was that it said that it was introduced by someone called juno chopra who i'm assuming is from the br chopra family maybe this is one way for them to revive their production mm, house right but uh, i mean so i was telling you guys earlier right that um, when this controversy broke out there was a very funny meme on twitter where they had you know they had a picture of a teen who actually says, Mama, I don't like girls. And below that, there's a line that says that's Karthik Aryan's entire filmography. Because from uh, Pyar Ka Panchnama to this, I think all his films have this underlying, you know, sort of sense of real casual misogyny that just kind of runs through it. So I'm not surprised. Hmm. And the way the promos are, I think it may even be a hit. Uh, hmm. You know, because it just plays into that kind of um, okay. lowbrow humor that people find funny. Since I am not always pretty politically correct I find all that you said correct and I think it's a ridiculous film to remake the very concept of it is is I think uh, not in keeping with the day, day and age we live in but the particular line that is getting all the hate I didn't see that as making a joke about rape so to speak I mean I or endorsing rape or saying marital rape is okay he says ki you know, either one doesn't get sex mm-hmm. or then you have to do jugar to get sex and mm-hmm. then you are, you know... I mean, while the word balatkar is used, mm. so is it just the 45-year-old uncle in me that shrugged at that or no, do you two young one no, male, no, young female, is it... To be honest, does it justify rape? I don't... No, no, see, because mm. the underlying message is that, oh, I'm the husband, so the wife owes it to me. I think that's what is playing here. It's not about using the word balatkar. It's about saying that, oh, you know what, if I ask for it, then it, you know, people call me, uh, you know, someone, okay. so, you know, something like I a rapist. I see, so the entitlement yeah. of sex is the problem. Okay, yeah, and also I think just in today's day and age, why is it only the husband who will have an affair yeah? even the wife can have an affair like I find this whole concept so regressive hmm. I mean I don't know I just can't understand why this film was remade but no but I, f- I feel that uh, the way he spoke those lines I think it was taken out of context I didn't personally think that it was a joke made on rape it was just a uh, in a way, in a comic sense, it was made into a human. I think here the gender gap has come in. It is <laughs> the men who see it as. Tanya, let me man explain you this concept about. Let me man explain it to you. So, but personally, I did not feel it because I know it's uh, in uh, said in a comical way, and uh, it was. I, I feel it was taken out of context. It it didn't uh, seem a joke y- on rape. You know, I me. can actually imagine that the film would be full of such stuff. Mm. So I think this is just one line. I'm sure if you actually go and watch this three-hour film, like it'll have casual misogyny throughout. I would not be surprised. So again, I'm not saying that you know such films have not been made, but it just shows the sense of entitlement that oh, I'm the husband, and you know the wife owes me X Y Z. No, fact, she doesn't. I think that context clearly, I missed it, but it it makes a lot of 
sense. I think just the foundation of that joke was was yeah. uh, sexist. Yeah. Yes, I see what you're saying. And yeah, okay, yeah. No, but I don't believe that it's uh, only about entitlement because if two people are in a relationship, it's not just absolute freedom of uh, space that you both have. There are obviously some restrictions that one has when you're in a relationship, like adultery, like mm. you mentioned. Obviously, yeah. a woman can also have an affair. A man can also have an affair. But it's not considered right if you're in a relationship no and that i disagree it yeah. depends on your assumption is that the parameters of every relationship are the same it's a it's a stock design that is replicated and i think that's the thing that at least many generations have kind of assumed that this is how it's to be i think every relationship is different there can be relationships where there is the expectation of uh, you know of exclusivity there are relationships where there is not the accept- expectation yeah. of exclusivity right. and that's fine too so right. there are different relationships and i mean i've seen relationships that have exclusivity and are fucking miserable right. and i've seen relationships where there is no exclusivity and are extremely satisfying and happy so the assumption that this is there is no a relationship it is like what is your home you know mine is a flat which is small someone is a bungalow someone is a you know a trailer yeah. no and also i think this is a very tired uh, hindi film trope right you also have films like bb number 1 where you play this gag for cheap laughs it's not this is not the first film that's done it like there have been so many films where you have the same you know the husband strays and then they show the series of really funny things and then hmm. finally the wife gets back with the husband hmm. i mean it's not really shown as a real relationship right where people have feelings and where there are consequences this is just oh haha you right. know it's just a that fun triangle and it reminds me of the recent movie that ajay devgan came out with while he right, right. tabu the, and uh, tabu correct yeah. it I was i found that very something very odd and i really feel that the way bollywood does these kinds of movies where one guy has got uh, you know two girls hanging mm. out with it hasn't been done or it's very difficult to do with one Woman female yeah, with the roles reversed yeah, exactly. if, any, if anyone or there's i have a like the script ready which i wrote years ago which <laughs> out of the four scripts are lying on my desk i'm not joking it's there i'll shoot it upstairs okay. basically i've done a, a hindi adaptation of thomas hardy's far from the madding ah, crowd ah yeah so that has evolved in bathsheba yeah. and her three lovers yeah, yeah. and different yeah. so when i basically my view is thomas hardy was basically yash chopra <laughs> yash chopra apne pehle janam mein thomas hardy tha because all thomas hardy's books you know whether it is tess it's these hills and it is these beautiful love stories and tragic and of course jude uh, the obscure and that uh, yeah. that other one the mayor of castlebridge is slightly depressing but the rest are very yash chopra films no, love even, stories no even even that one the uh, you know the one you mentioned uh, test yes. of the bubbles yeah. that's also a very, very sad story yes, that, even that though see but yeah. other you know whether it is uh, the the other one um, return of the native yeah. far from the madding crowd these are all very yash chopra films so that the the protagonist is a woman and in fact and i have written it with three alternate endings so matlab aap har hall mein separate ending karo in every version of mine she ends up she chooses a different guy so you should pitch this to netflix now if they could do this with black mirror they can do it with your script theek hai aapne bola to i shall ask them netflix if you guys are listening because obviously you guys nothing better to do on your 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 loser library of all those shows you probably listen to our show so yeah i'll i've got this fantastic script but um the one thing about this kartik aryan guy i haven't seen any film of his by the way and i doubt i will because he reminds me so much of akshay kumar is it just yeah. me does he remind you also no he doesn't remind me of akshay kumar i wanted to ask tanya what does she feel about uh, like kartik as an actor nothing i haven't watched any film of his i've just seen the promos and been like this is not for me do you think he's good looking no i just but, wanted to get a female perspective on it but i guess i'm not his tg also right i'm much older i think his tg would be like late teens mm. and like you know girls going to college so i don't find the what kind of, of actors do you like well uh, from so okay my all time uh, favorite actor in terms of just good looks is chris evans captain america i think he's mm. really good looking like if you if you were to ask me who is a really handsome actor i would say chris evans in india i think rithik roshan is definitely mm. a yeah man i saw that song yeah guy. what's it called that um, the famous pankaj udas ghazal bhungru toot gaye Yeah. 
I saw the Ghungru Toot Guy song. Fuck, the guy moves like a dream, man. Yeah. He is really hot. And yeah. I don't know how Rajshree finds Saif hot. He moves like a banana. Saif, I find really overrated. I think only Rajshree likes him. <laughs> At least none of my friends like Saif anymore. I hope it's Rajshree. <laughs> it's only you. And that's because he's half Bengali. You gave him grace marks. No, yeah. But even I, I don't mind like Saif Ali Khan. I know where she... Um, maybe people find him overrated because of his background or something. But in general, he's got the looks. He, he If he was a bit taller, maybe he could become a model. I'm not Achha. saying short guys cannot be models. Uh-huh. What are you saying, model? Yeah, he's not got the looks. Not at all, yeah. No, really? please. But okay, so but Desi actors just Rithik is that I think your Rithik favorite? is the one. I mean, he's the complete package. Right? Can he's anyone make you go to the cinema? That fuck the film. That person, it I'll watch it. So when I was growing up, it was definitely Shah Rukh Khan. Now he doesn't make good films anymore. So mm. I think after Shah Rukh, if there's one guy who has a star quality, who are, who I'd like to watch, I think it's only Rithik. Nobody no. else. I would love to watch Rajkumar Rao more because I loved the movie Stree and I love his acting. Yeah. Stree was an outstanding No, I love his acting, yeah. but he's not like a. He's, he's not, not like a, a crowd. Yeah, I mean. No, initially, the Lapaiga. Okay. He's not a pin up guy. Like, he's not someone that I, you know, think is like, you know, the ultimate hero. He's a great actor. Right. Yeah. Like, Nawazuddin is a great actor, but I'm not going to go watch a film just for him, but unfortunately. But people are watching movies and TV shows just because of Nawazuddin That's Siddiqui. That's true. He is. He's yeah. reaching that star right. stage. Yeah. But now we are coming to the end of the podcast, and there you have to tell me who's your favorite actress. Actor, female. All right. Uh, can we move on? Dude, I'll you still haven't <laughs> decided if you like any. I didn't My even God. think about it at all. Oh, you had the full episode to think about it. But um, before we wind up, if you have any comments, criticism, or suggestions for us, send them to contact at newslaundry.com. I repeat, contact at newslaundry.com. In the title, please write Awful and Awesome or ANA. Tell us what you think. Tell us what we can do better. Tell us how we can improve. Thank you for your suggestions, criticism. All of you who came for the Bangalore subscribers meet, really appreciate it. All your feedback has been shared with the team here. And one of the things that we, uh, you know, had discussed in Bangalore, in there, and uh, Tanya, I'll tell you, that we should do these recordings yeah. at different cities in front of an audience, followed by a question answer with a local celebrity or something. So I'm thinking we'll start with a recording of Awful and Awesome or Hafta, yeah. probably Hafta in Bangalore. Uh, but the thing is, because that will require flying for five people there, putting them up for the night, booking a venue. So, I I mean, I'm thinking this it'll be like a two, two and a half lakh cost. Because, you know, when you get everybody, you should give them dinner, give them a good evening, all the subscribers. So, if any of your subscribers have ideas of how we can do this, if you know restaurant owners who would happily host this event, we can, although we don't take advertising, just for that event... We can thank them. It could reach a few thousand. I don't know if it will help them or not. But I think if we have recordings of these podcasts, Offer and Awesome and Hafta in different cities, like every second month you go to a different city and we can just have a nice cozy evening with anything from 30 to 100 subscribers, have a live recording, have an interaction, followed by a dinner and all of us can uh, you know, talk to each other and we can get a lot of advice and inputs because the Bangalore subscribers meet was very useful. And I think if we do this as a slightly bigger event, the only thing that disincentivizes me is the money uh, I'd have to spend. But if that can be organized by some local small restaurant or something, just taking care of of that. But you can crowdsource the entire trip, right? You can just tell people, say, hey, we're coming to your city. You know, can you just give us a little bit of... The registration uh, fees. Yeah. Right. Have... but as a subscriber, you villainy has done that. Na? You can't ask twice. Subscribers say, Beshar, I'm going to give you a lot of money. But now we've given you a lot of money. Now you give me a lot of But we ask every podcast, then Beshar, when did you give me a lot of money? No, but you know, that works. I also, for example, so I have a bunch of friends who are also subscribers and I kept telling my sister for the past two years, Carlo, subscribe. And finally, she did it like a couple of uh, weeks back. So it does work. Thank I you, think Tanya. that persistence does pay. But I would give you an example of Beshar, I like Apple. Apple uh, comes up with laptops uh, charged at uh, $12,000. Then, now it's cable for $1,000. So, if it's based Apple, bhi kar rahi, toh, I don't think. No, we're Apple. Nahi hai. I've come up with a name, by the way. Haan. Kangra Ranaut. As oh. an actor. Oh. Right. oh, she's fantastic. I yeah. think her performance in um, where she's um, a part two of with Rob Madhavan, yeah? what was that? Oh, Tanu Ed's Manu Returns. Right. The second one yeah. was, she was fucking brilliant, yeah, when she's an athlete. Right. He meant, yeah. I, I think she's a brilliant actor, but yeah. I Tanya just, looks like the Tanu Ed's Manu Haryanvi. Yes. Yeah, because the short hair and she's very athletic. Were you a player no. of sport? No. no. You're a lazoid. Yes. Who just like hung yeah, around yeah. and watched My favorite Netflix. things were to sleep and eat oh and dear. read. So. Hello. 
So you're lucky, yeah. You still look like an athlete. I have a kid, na. So that makes you an athlete. Yeah, I have to run after her. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really jealous of people who can eat and still not gain weight. Why you can't do that? Uh, no, I can't. I have to work a lot to keep it at it. I see. Brilliant. Thank you both so much for coming. Really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you for Tanya. calling thank us. You in that thank you so support. much. Uh, thank you for co-hosting this. I think it is these ones that get us the awards. Ha <laughs> ha. No, Raju, I'm joking. Raju, she'll come and kick my ass now. Just watch. Next, next. Haftal will get awful or something. A lot of galis. Also, write in to us and tell us what you think of we coming to different cities and and recording it. You know, in front of an audience, and you have question answer. We can get a local celebrity to be a part of that podcast. Would you like that? How many of you just write in to me at abhinandan dot sekri at gmail dot com. That is abhinandan dot sekri at gmail dot com. If you have a friend or a contact at a restaurant or 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 a place which can actually host this evening, uh, where we do the recording, followed by a dinner or a high tea or something, let's figure out. Let's make this happen because I think if you build a community of subscribers who want to like participate in this, not only can we get like-minded people to hang with each other, because yeah. that's something that I've noticed. A lot of subscriber meets do. Yeah. It also um, will get a community to support independent media, yeah, because yeah. that's the need of the year. Yep. So and it's sense. not the grinder of India. <laughs> just, it's not. Just yes. Reminding again. Yeah. So who that. had said that? It's the grinder of India. Aditya. Aditya. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> because so. they kept saying it's a way for people to meet, right? So. Then that yeah, was but a, I was hoping they'd meet and discuss media and politics, <laughs> <laughs> not say your place or mine. <laughs> but then maybe that's the whole conservative. But what happened to you being on those apps? Like, are you going to do that? Look at me. Do you think I will? I, I mean, come on, you can try. I came to know that someone else did it for him. Yeah, yeah. that guy. He was so wonderful. He, uh, Jim. Jim did it for me, and he and his experiences mine would be probably the same. And sent Abhinandan some pictures as well. Yeah, dick pics also. Thanks, Jim. That was moved. <laughs> that was just you. no. Yeah, I I at time ka milta hai. Yahan par accounts karo, phir in sab ki galiyan khao, bolo meri salary ka hai, phir yahan wahan se check ka karo, phir ye dekho phata hua ye hai. Kab se bol rahe hain, thik karo, piche dekho, dewar tooti hui hai. And I'm not just making this up, Tanya. You can see it, right? Yes, I thought I it can. was art. Yeah, no. yeah, that. That's, that's a good idea. We'll say, oh, it's art. It's, it's. I thought it was boho chic or something. <laughs> All right. So. Okay. Chalo. Remember that. that. Next time we'll tell people that when we are feeling shy of getting them here. But do tell your friends, family to subscribe, support independent media, and do write into me and tell us how we can make this, you know, recording on location different cities happen. Once again, thanks, Inder. Thanks, Tanya. Thank Pleasure you. meeting you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to Awful and Awesome Entertainment Rap. Sorry, we have to end with the proper way. Yeah. Right. What am I doing? Thank you, Mr. Singh. Thank you, Mr. Sekri. Thank you, Ms. Bahugana. Thank you, Mr. Sekri. And it's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 